Hey man, this your boy Trevor Jackson. I'm ecstatic to have a conversation with the guy Bird Leslie, man. And uh he made a post that was really intriguing to me. It was a conversation I think a lot of people uh misinterpreted what he was saying. And uh I got to know him. I got to speak with him. I went to high school with him. He might started a year earlier than me. That explains a lot in his conversation. But how you doing this evening, man? How you doing, boss? Pretty good. How you doing, Trevor? I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed, man. I'm extremely blessed right now. And uh, I know everybody think that uh, what you were saying, you was talking about West High School. And uh, you... You abbreviated and called it We High School. I don't know what you meant behind We High School, but you could tell me, but West High School, that's the school we attended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody called, uh, like, everybody would call it We High School. I think they were trying to say weed, <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, that was that, that was kind of it. Like, it, that's something that came along years later, not when, when I first started yeah. Like it was just left when I first started going. Right. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. It was a yeah, lot of, it was a lot of people puffing pot at, behind the uh what was that? It was the rec center at the time. Nowadays it's the uh the weight room. It's the weight room now. Okay, yeah, the uh it, it was uh what do you call it? Not the military, but the guys who were training to go to the military, I can't remember what the ROTC, that's what, that's what it was. The ROTC yeah. area. Yeah, that's what it was originally. And yeah. then they, they switched it, I guess. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's what's up, man. So, like, uh, hearing your conversation on the uh, the post or whatever, uh, you was talking about, like, how violence occurred at the school or whatever. And, but you attended the school in 93. I started the school in 94, the year after all of the stuff yeah, was happening but, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like that was uh, that was kind of like I was trying to use the story as an analogy to explain something bigger that was going on. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, and not get too bogged down in the story. Like, you're just trying to talk about the lessons that I learned. And the lessons that I learned were, uh, you know, when people don't respect the authority of the administration mm-hmm. and they have power struggles, they'll, they'll break off into their own little, like, factions or groups and start fighting amongst one another and, and creating violence in the, in the school. And that's what I was trying to point to. Yeah. Uh, and it, and that's kind of like what we're experiencing currently, right? Like, and, and trying to look back at that little microcosm and what what seemed to work back then, mm-hmm. right? Like, trying to understand like how people were thinking and why people were doing what they're doing, and then like what ended it, and like what ended it was uh, from what I could tell. Like, I wasn't there a lot of boarding school mm-hmm. uh, was uh, was just like a, uh, everybody got sick of the violence. And freaking, there was a, a big display between like you know two of the big groups, and uh, you know, and it, that kind of ended it on the violent side. But also, it was the, the administration was putting programs. I don't know what programs were. Yeah, uh, we're putting in programs that people were happy with, and, and as a group, like all the different groups, uh, like they started working together and taking control and ownership over their own over their school like, like when we first went there nobody wanted it to be no one wanted to be there well, this isn't my school yeah but yeah. then like after a year or two they're like this is my school mm. and like that was like it was that shift in attitude that was what did it and like that was completely different when i came back like when i came back people were it was a completely different place like people were uh like intermingling and happy and like it was a super positive environment. I was like, what the hell happened? And like, that was supposed to be the moral, that was supposed to be the moral of my story, but I don't think anyone heard that. I don't and, know. That and that was that. the year that I, I, I attended the school the, the prior, the next year, 1994. 
was the year that I started attending the school and West High School. Like I remember when they shut down uh, schools around the area and they brought people in from other areas. But I don't think that when they shut down rural high school, those kids went to Fulton and Central. It was already the same people from the neighborhood that I grew up in attended the school. It's just that I don't know. People didn't want to. People didn't know how to communicate with each other, and by yeah. them not knowing yeah. how to communicate with each other, it was a, it caused chaos at that at that time, and then it created a beautiful thing the next year. Yeah, that was that was that was night and day, mm-hmm. like literally, like it was it was a, a completely different thing going on, and I didn't understand how it came about, and like as far as where the kids came from and how it all worked, like it was all rumors. Like, you know, nobody really knew what was going on. Like, we thought the administration was doing this. We thought it was this reason, those reasons. You know, it was kind of like what's going on now. Like, nobody really knows. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, it's, it, uh, I mean, the, the, what I was trying to get out of it was that people were uh, put into a scene of chaos and uh, there wasn't a solid direction and there was miscommunication and people uh, natural or deep seated, however you want to say it, uh, like tendencies towards their fellow man started to come out. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't, it, it wasn't good. Like it just was. And, uh, and, and, you know, I didn't like when you're growing up, you don't know the difference between, like I, I'm, I'm saying I was a little older, but you don't know the difference between what, how things are supposed to be and the way things are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and so like, it, the high school shouldn't have been that way. But to me, I was like, this is just high school. This is how we're going to operate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's how I view it. And we didn't uh, have a clear but, definition of between right or wrong at that early age. We didn't know, like, no, no, yeah, we was just living life and enjoying life and happy. And a question that I wanted to ask you that's beyond school and beyond our school experience is like, what is the main cause that creates separation among humans? Like, I don't know if you know how to answer that, but what causes separation? Is it promotion of it? Promotion? What do you mean promotion? The promoting of we, these people and we are those people. We like this and, we don't like that. Like it's it's being promoted, separation. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the short answer would be I don't know, but uh, like I can think about it, and like what I would think is like if you went super deep with, mm-hmm. now if you want to go crazy, crazy deep with it, mm-hmm. uh, like I, maybe that's too deep, too quick, but like uh, <laughs> I, I would. I, <laughs> I would argue that ultimately, ultimately, like our own awareness, like it's like the thing is, like if you sit and you meditate for hours on it, right? Like if, if you try to figure out who you are and what is your true nature, yeah, right? Like it's not as pretty as people want it to be, right? Like it's not it, like that would be my perspective. Like the innate, deep functioning of who we are in our inner sense of self like just where like the firing of of neurons and this subtle electrical force is happening and we're calling it awareness however you want to think about it but like uh i would say like if you look into the eyes of a a tibet an enlightened tibetan monk Mm -hmm. right and and what i mean by enlightened tibetan monk is he's trained his brain to operate at a different functioning level and his physiology to function yeah, there's the deeper sense of self and all these things. Uh, but I would say if you look into his eyes, yeah, right, there would be like a there would be a smile, right? Mm-hmm. There would be just like a little bit of a smile, a little bit of a smile, right? And yeah. I would argue that if you look in, if you look into uh, like a predatory large cat, <laughs> right, mm-hmm. and you look into his eyes, you would see the exact same thing, right? And so our our true nature is. Is is almost a little bit predatory, 
right? Like, yeah. I don't think people want to acknowledge, I don't think people want to acknowledge that. Like, people want to believe, like, you know, they do loving kindness meditations and things like that. Um, uh, but ultimately, like, if you look at the true nature of who we are and, and, and what is driving us in these primordial, uh, like, the primordial ooze of experience of reality, right? Like, it's, it's, uh, it's just kind of fighting. Yeah. It's like a selfish, it's a selfish, like Dawkins talks about a selfish gene, but I would say like there's a selfish awareness just fighting to exist subtly. And anything that, that seems to be a threat to that, the mind builds models mm. to put itself back into power, right? And it doesn't mean that those models are real. So, it doesn't so, mean that they're real. Yeah. So, so would you say that we're actually? Would you consider that to be an ego? Like we're um, actually defeating ourselves. It, well, it, so so there's like there would have to be levels of ego, right? Like yeah. there would be levels of ego. Like there would be little bear, and then there would be bigger, right? Like. Like little Barrett would think like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a stupid example, but like he would be upset because the girl was uh, like, like when she looked over at him, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would he would blush or something, right? Like that would be little bear. But like uh, big bear would be like this deep level of awareness uh, of whatever, and so like. So, so to put it in, 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 in more realistic terms, like, and I'm not saying that this, I got science based on this and understand this fully and all these things. It's just my ideas and the way I, I think things are happening. Uh, is, uh, like, if your brain is functioning in a coherent state, that means, like, the neurons are firing and the physiology is in balance, mm-hmm. your, experience of re- your experience of reality is different. And I would call that I would call it getting closer to the big ego or big sense of self or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. If you want to use yeah. those terms. Yeah. And then, and then if you wanted, if you wanted to go to like where your brain is chaotic and you're overwhelmed by your emotions and these primordial, uh, urges in the body are taking control of the sense of self and yada, mm-hmm. yada. Mm-hmm. Like I would argue that is like the little, the little ego. Right. Uh, but yeah, like I, I, I don't usually talk in terms of ego, but, yeah, uh, yeah I heard those terms. And most most people try to talk about removing that and I think that the uh what your your thought process of what you're saying is you can't remove that. You just have to live with it and people don't want to they don't want to they they can't see that like you saying if you look in the eyes of the cat, if you look in the eyes of the the person from the east or whatever and uh you see the same thing. Yeah, like it's 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 a like it, it's life, right? Like it, it it is life expressing itself in some way, right? Like like maybe the cat's not as conscious as us, and maybe its brain doesn't function at the highest level, but uh, at some primal level, it's existing and experiencing and aware, mm-hmm. and that is that is the place from which like you can look and see where your your like true sense of self would be, right? Is is, is that love? Yeah. And so like that would be like you you can't like once you undo that, there, there's nothing like you you don't you're not experiencing anything. Yeah. Right? So uh so uh you don't exist and it doesn't matter anymore. But like uh yeah. So like coming to terms with that and cultivating that. I mean, I think through meditation and other means, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and I ultimately think that, you know, like you're talking about technology or whatever, like, like I ultimately think for people to get their physiologies balanced mm-hmm. and be able to experience that level of life, uh, like, it, like it takes Tibetan monks to get their brains to function for example. It takes them like 30,000 hours, right? Like that's the idea. Um, to get the physiology where it's functioning like that 24 hours a day and they're having that deep sense of self experience all the time, quote unquote mm-hmm. enlightenment, right? Yeah. And so, like, ultimately, what I think is 
we need technology that can like leverage the physiology to function in that way at quicker rates of speed. So you're saying use technology to shorten up the 30,000 hours that it normally would take the monks or whatever to achieve that sense of self. Yeah, that's kind of like what I'm what I'm gearing myself towards understanding. Yeah. Like that's like my whole motivation. Okay, okay. Uh, mm. I wonder like can technology backfire though? Can if Oh massively. <laughs> yeah, and it and it completely just ended all instead of you achieving that goal of the sense of self and the sense of peace and understanding. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it, it can and it does in some ways, right? Like, uh, um, right, like, like, like our phones, mm-hmm. right? Like, our phones would be the, the quickest example. Like, uh, what, what we, you know, what everyone knows is, is we we get little, like, say I'm a, uh, I don't want to say I'm a girl, but, like, it's a good example, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, like, say, say I'm a girl and I'm on Facebook, right? Yeah. And I take pictures of myself, like, par- partially clothed or, like, looking good in a bathing suit or, or in a nice outfit, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, showing off my bot, showing off my attractiveness in my body, right? Like, it, it, I, I would say I do it, but it wouldn't get it light, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, the, the idea is, uh, when you do that and someone responds and they say, I like that, right? Like what they're doing is uh, you're getting some feedback. You're getting some sort of literally like a, a neuronal feedback. Like your brain is firing in a particular way to release, uh, releasing some sort of chemical. And then you become addicted to that chemical. Dopamine. Right? Is that the term? Yeah. Do- yeah. yeah it's just, I believe it is dopamine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, excuse me. Sorry. And so, like, uh, like we've developed uh, strategies and, and ways to position things on websites and the, the ratios and the way you show it to them and all these types of things to create these addictions to these patterns of behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like, uh, an, uh, like a great example of this is how we use uh, technology, like on a chemical level, like a direct, a very direct way is the is the food we eat, right? Like, uh, like if you go to a grocery store, it's like seventy percent. Like seventy percent of the grocery store is not actual nutritional value to the body. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's, only like only it's, what's it's on like, the outside of the grocery store is nutritional. Exactly. Like the things that's on the outside. Exactly. Once you walk through one of those aisles, you're purchasing death. Exactly, right? Like, just, just, just that, like, and, 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 like, the majority of the stores in the middle, right? Like, like yeah. the meats and the vegetables and all the things in the berry on the outside, like, that's what you need to eat. But, like, uh, you know, and the vegetables, yeah, like, you just, you know, everything else is, is preservatives and sugar and, 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 and it's all based around this thing, essentially, like, it's an oversimplification of the whole process, but it's based around the idea of, uh, the bliss point. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, what, what what they found is they can you can become addicted. Like, if you if you put enough sugar in a thing, uh, it'll trigger the brain to respond like I want more. Right? Because we used to like when we get sources of like large quantities of fruit, like that we only come across and we're going to be available for short periods of time. We need bunch of yeah. And like, uh, so the the idea is that you uh, trigger that area of the brain, but if you give it too much sugar it'll actually say that's too much. Mm. So they, they, they use chemical formulas and they test it out on people and they say, hey, you know, this works this way and then you mix it in a lab and, you know, and then you put it together and you put it in a box and you shape it and do all this crap. But it, it's not it's not based around nutritional value for the human being and the body. Right? Like it's based around uh, how can I put the least amount of effort and resources and stuff and maximize profit off of feeding this animal that I don't care about. I mean, like it ultimately comes down to that. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so like 
technology, uh, I'm not saying it's following a, a, a similar uh, path of development, but it is, right? Like, uh, like technology hasn't, like we, we, we haven't explored the human physiology enough to know what a balanced human physiology looks like. Yeah. Right. Like, so we don't have, we don't have a goal. Like, like we had goals for, I mean, like we have Da Vinci and like the golden ratio. We want it to look kind of like that. We want to do these guys, all that craziness. Right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we don't have like internally, like we understand the heart slightly. Like we understand like a, func- a good functioning heart needs to be within these rates. Yeah. We know that like a, we know a little bit about like the, the balance of the hormones in the body. Mm-hmm. So like your lower, re- your lower regions of the body and stuff like that. Uh, like your, your endocrine system. And, like we have a, a decent, we can do some blood work and we can figure some things out. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, and then we do brain scans, but like, I mean, when was the last time you had, <laughs> you had the brain scan? Yeah. You know, like it, the brain like, is not understood that well at right now and at this time on earth or whatever it, we talk yeah, about like it we, but it's not a, yeah it's not that we ain't went in depth with it no like we need a uh like we need a we, we, we like you know how you go for a checkup and they check your heart rate and they check your lungs and we, they don't go in and check like the experience machine that you know mm-hmm. in, inside your skull right like the, the, mm. the main one of the most important organs, uh, you know, and like, so I would ultimately say, like, if you were to embody what is a human being, these types of things, yeah, uh, like we 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 still don't have a clear a clear picture. So, like, if you're going to uh, like the, the danger of technology, or one of the dangers, there's a lot, right? Like, uh, like uh, the way I view technology is like a knife. Literally like a double-edged sword. Like, mm. like it can be a very useful tool for surviving and evolving the species and things like that. Or it can be deadly. Uh, uh, yeah, it can be a deadly instrument, <laughs> of, you know, to, to harm people, you know. And uh, uh, and we're both. Like we're not. Like we can believe that we're only helping one another, but we're we're both sides of every single person. Right? It's two sides. So it's, it's, two, it's two sides uh, to the sword. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think like I think that's kind of uh, like I think that's kind of the idea. Like, uh, like I, I don't think people want to admit that side of their nature, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, and I think that that like uh, like you, you meet a lot of like spiritual people or, or, or people like that who are working on themselves and. And all these types of things, but uh, they want it to be. They want it to be all good, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and and like some some level of growth, you have to you have to realize that like I have to be okay with uh, accepting. You, you got to accept the reality. You got to be okay with accepting what what really is what's what it is. Yeah, like like I think uh, in, in in a in a Christian or uh, Western framework, I think Jordan Peterson kind of exemplifies, I'm going to quote wrong, but like he says, uh, he says a, a a good man is a, is a dangerous man or something like that along the the lines. And he says, someone who's not a dangerous man is is neither a good man or, 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 uh, it's the idea that, uh, by not embracing that side of yourself, mm-hmm. you're, you're 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 not like you're just not a threat. Like it's it's it, it, noticing that you are a threat to yourself and to the environment makes you a good man. Uh, I'm, I'm 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 destroying the quote. I don't <laughs> I don't know, but no, but I, I, I understand. Is, I understand exactly what you're saying. The good man, my my perspective and what I receive from that is that the good man is a dangerous man because the dangerous good man is aware. He's aware. Yeah, he's aware. And if, if, if you're not, if you're not aware of that side of yourself, like it, it'll come out. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it's the idea that uh, aggression is a, uh, 
is a, is a sign of weakness or uh, like why would someone be aggressive? Like if someone was truly able to dominate a situation or whatever, like why would they need to, you know, uh, <laughs> or the, you know, or like, or like the idea of uh, like hurt people, hurt people. I think yeah. that's true. That, that's a, like that's if a you're hurt, you're going to, uh, yeah. So, mm. but, um, but yeah, I think bringing it back to tech, like I think that's kind of the idea. Is, with, uh, with the tech, integrating tech. Yeah, so that's that's called that's uh, called transhuman. It's, it's the little movement or the philosophy. Can you say that again? Trans uh... transhumanism. So not 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 humans that are trans, but transhumanism. <laughs> <laughs> Those two very different things. Yeah, uh, some people think you're talking about humans that's transsexual. Yeah, yeah. I want to keep I want to keep mine as long as possible. But. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's um, it's it's the idea of integrating tech into the physiology for the purposes of uh, the main reason behind the, the philosophy itself. I'm not saying I adhere to it like or anything like that, but it's the idea that you want to increase the human uh, capacity for intelligence or knowledge or things like that. AI, so mm-hmm. putting AI in the system. And then the other part is longevity, not dying. Mm. And so uh, using tech to overcome those two hurdles, like overcome the hurdle of, of death, which I yeah. think is probably like, the, mo- the most important part. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, like if we don't do that one, like, uh, you know, I don't know. Like I, I kind of see that as the most important. So uh, uh, and, I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, you, you're fine. What are you saying? I was saying, like, why? I don't know me at the period of life I am now. Why would one not want to die, though? I think that's a beautiful place. Not want to die. Yeah. So you mean, like, want to die or? No, not want to. Like, why would one want to live forever? Uh, that's it, like, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. Like, uh, why not? Like, what would be, like? Because the alternative. Because I'm not into the alternative. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like, so I guess I guess it comes down to my belief of what happens when you die. Right? Like, okay, okay. Uh, right. So, so when you die, like, uh, my belief is that essentially you cease to exist, right? Or, or definitely the form that is buried is definitely going to cease to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, uh, not that I'm necessarily attached to to the little barracks. Like I'm not necessarily like this dude has it all figured out. He needs to keep going. But like uh, the experience of self uh, is uh, what I what I don't want to end. Right? Yeah. Like I don't want that to, to end. The, ex- the experience know, of self. Yeah, like that subtle abstract. And, and so the flip side of that, where I'm not like 100% transhumanist, is like I differ in what I, where I think that sense of self comes from, what the levels of it are, and, and all those types of things, uh, is where me and the transhumanist type of philosophy are kind of, I wouldn't say at odds, but just kind of different. Like uh, from the perspective that they're working from is that uh, AI... Uh, or the experience of self is generated solely in the brain, so, right? Solely from the neuronal neuronal so, firing in the brain, right? Yeah. So, so I got I got a rebuttal to what you're saying. I, I just I just need to say it. I'm sorry for cutting you off, though, but I need to say it. So, I don't know if you're saying you don't believe this, and I don't know where I got this from, but uh, you don't believe that the soul and the flesh is separate. You believe the sense of self were just one, just one at the moment self. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. So the, the soul is the soul is a is <laughs> an interesting one. Like it's an interesting one. I think like like if you come down to the majority of what is driving human beings, especially in the West, 
uh, like if you look at what, what's driving them, right? It, it, uh, it, it is an idea of a soul, mm-hmm. right? Like it's an idea of a soul. And you can, and so I've spent many years trying to understand what a soul is. <laughs> like where is my sense of self? And I have an idea off that I'm working off of. And I'm not saying it's correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm saying it's like the way I understand it's it. Your thought, it's your thought process. And, yeah. And so like if I had to describe what a soul is, right? Like, uh, like when you talk to a person, Right, like when you talk to a person, uh, let me do a little quick example, and I'll try to tell you. Like, so, so uh, if you close your eyes for for like just a second, and like follow your breath, like breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth a couple times, and just kind of let your mind settle down a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And then you pointed to where uh, Traver is in the body. Like just point to that place wherever your sense of self, if you had to locate it in the body and say, well, Trevor's having an experience from you, right? If you pointed to that place, right, just take note of it. Mm. And then uh, you, you can open your eyes and then uh, you pointed to one of three places, right? You either pointed to right above your navel, the center of your heart, or the center of your brain, right? Mm. Mm. Um, and so, and, and so, uh, uh, you don't have to tell me, but like, um, it's, it's, uh, like 15% of people, like a low number will point to like right above the navel, uh, like more will point to like 30% or so will point to like the center of the heart. And then like the majority or so, like 60 or 70 or something around there will point to the center of the heart. Right. And, and so, like, people are having non-different localized experiences from the self, right? Like, I, I learned that through, like, teaching meditation and, you know, yeah. one and one more, you know, and I was like, why is more green people and why is green growth? And, you know, and so, like, it's this idea in psychology that that's what's happening, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that's crazy. That is a crazy idea. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that... You know what I'm saying? The idea that people are having different experiences of self in different areas. Yeah. Like, like, uh, so like I'm in the center of my brain. Like that's where I'm right. But mm-hmm. I talk, I talk to people and they're like, they point to their heart. Some will point to their, their navel. And I'm like, like, I think they're, I think they're messing with me. <laughs> like, I think, <laughs> I think they're just like, if they're, they're playing a joke on them. Are you serious? Like, oh, and they're like, oh, that's where I am. Yeah. So, like that, you know, like, uh, like it, it reminds me of, I'm going off on a tangent, but it reminds me of like when I was a kid and like I was figuring out that this, like, you know, the nut, I was trying to figure if everybody saw the colors in, in the crayon box thing. Mm. I was like, do you see this color? And like try to describe but How do I know that you're seeing the same color? <laughs> and so like, uh, so, so like it, it's a, the idea from the righteous mind is a book. I can't think about the guy who wrote it. I don't know his name, but righteous mind is the name of the book. And he gives this psychological model of what he thinks is going on with his subconscious. Because we right? all and we so all see different. Said, we all see different. Slightly, slightly. Uh, so, so you got to you got to stick with me for a minute, and I'll try to explain. I'll try to bring it together, and what what because it's kind of a loose abstract. I think. Okay. So, so, so like, uh, so the idea is that you have. Uh, in his, in his model, there's the elephant and the rider. And so most people think they're having a conscious experience and uh, they're using logic and reason to make decisions, right? And he says that that's not 100% the case. What he says is there's an elephant and a rider, and the rider's purpose is to serve the elephant, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, like most people think that, that, that our subconscious and our desires and things like that are meant to serve logical and reasoning situation but he says that there's these subconscious pools that are like you know primordial type pools happening uh, or desires that are arising and then we're using logic and reason to justify why we're doing x y and z right Mm -hmm. and so uh, what i would say is uh these areas of the body the endocrine system, the sexual organs, the stomach, uh, the vagus nerve being for the navel, 
the heart being like electrical impulses and all the things that are going on there. And then the brain uh, are these uh, primordial centers of the body or the uh, elephant, if you will, that are sending these impulses, electrical and chemical and all these different things, but, but we're not consciously aware of them. And they're arising and our, our sense of self, wherever it is, because it's one of those three places, is, is interpreting those signals, and that's how we're interacting with it. Mm. And so when, you talk to a per- so when you talk to a person and they say, like, I believe in a soul because I know there's this deeper sense of self within me that, that I can't fully explain, and they want to say it's in an ether or in a different place or in these things, but it's just different areas of their body that they're not in tune. Mm. And so, uh, and so that's what I would say. So I would say it's just these, these like primordial drivers that are controlling our experience on some deeper level that we're not consciously aware. And, uh, and, and, it, and you're like, why would you be consciously aware? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, did you just sit, like, did you just sit there for like days on end? Like, I wonder where my soul is. Like, you know, like that's the only way you would ever become aware. Right? Yeah. And so, uh, like that's, I think that's kind of, that's my interpretation. Like that's a good uh, interpretation. No. That's a good interpretation. Cause <laughs> I could tell, I, I think I know where you learned that from meditation. Yeah. Yeah. And you teach meditation, right? Yeah. Yeah. I teach, uh, I teach meditation. I've been trying to teach it online, uh, as well. Uh, with a little bit of success, you know, a little more and more over time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, so, uh, so, like, the way I've been starting to teach meditation is, uh, is, is in this way, right? Like, um, I is, 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 I use breath meditation because everybody has to breathe, <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. they're not going to stop doing that. Uh, and so, uh, it's a good trigger to get them to that internal place of sense of self. And yeah. so, uh, w- w- so what happens is you breathe in a particular way and it settles the figure down and then you can experience that sense of self, but right. Depending on, and so, uh, depending on where you're, the way I teach meditation is depending on the, where you are in the body regulating your breath. There's four ways that you can breathe. Mm-hmm. Right, you can breathe into the nose, out through the nose, into the mouth, out through the mouth, into the nose, out through the mouth, into the mouth, out through the nose. Yeah, and uh, and so the way that you breathe brings your awareness into different areas of the body because you're physically contracting or pushing or in air into different areas of the body. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, if you breathe, if you breathe in the gut, you breathe in through the I mean, ideally in through the mouth and out through the mouth, but I think that's too much still. So you just breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. And then the same way when you're breathing into the heart, and then the same way when you're breathing into the brain, well, when you breathe into the brain, it's more just nostrils, just in through the nostrils, out through the nostrils. Mm-hmm. And so you get people to regulate their breath that way, close their eyes, and then bring their awareness to wherever they are in the body. And it seems, it seems to, they seem to connect to their sense of self quicker that way. Mm. And so, uh, and, and, and so, uh, uh, like we can, we can measure, we can measure, uh, the, the brain when like you use this music. So like if you're in the brain, I would use the muse device to uh, look at the, look at the brainwave patterns. If you use a little EEG for a couple hundred dollars, you put it on and it'll watch your brainwaves. And then you can, uh, and you can use heart math for the heart and you can, and that one seems to work better for people with heart. Uh, I don't have a way to measure the gut. Like I don't have a, mm. I don't know of any sensors that measure that. And so that would be, uh, that would be like what you could, uh, mm. like what you could do. Like if you could find a way to measure that, you could, you could put somebody, in balance with those three centers of the body, uh, 
like you could figure out what's balancing that third center of the body and then ideally put them in a suit or something to where you measured all three and yeah stuff like that so so the mind and the gut connection that's something that i don't know like hasn't been figured out because i know that the gut i just read a book called the gut and it was speaking on how the gut has almost as many neurons as the brain and i want like it's 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 a way that i can breathe to connect to my gut through meditation is that what you were saying yes yeah so like in yoga classes and stuff like i don't know the particular name but like so like if you close your eyes and uh just breathe like deeply in through your nose and suck in and like push out your your gut like a buddha belly like push it out like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so like that'll stimulate more of the and like just fully fill your lungs and you pretend like you're breathing into your gut yeah like when you like when you see little kids you watch their guts their guts breathe more than uh than most adults like they'll push their belly out up and in over time like i guess you would get like nervous or something and like they don't breathe with the guts as much i don't know mm-hmm. but so you just do you just breathe you just, you just fill your gut up and then release and push all the way out through your gut and so it's called like gut breathing i guess yeah. Uh, whether it's not like like the oxygen's not actually going there, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like <laughs> it's it's expanding, it's contracting, and so it's stimulating that area. Uh, but that's that's what I know the least amount about is uh, is the gut stuff, right? Yeah. Like, uh, um, but I think it's 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 the most base level, right? Like it's the most base level of uh, of us. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm. so I think it's important, and I think that's I think that's the place probably and whatever is uh, where most of most of our desires and our like (laughs) things are coming from. The gut. The gut. Yeah. Like 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 what do most people think about? Like they think freaking or they think about food. So saying that, okay, you saying saying that. Uh, reading that book that I just spoke on prior, prior, uh, the gut has a thought process. So how does food that we consume interact with the, the, the gut's thought process? Like when it tells us we're hungry, when it tells us we don't feel good and is is if it's hurting, then it's, it's react, making our brain react that I don't feel good at the moment. You know what I mean? So the foods that we consume, like how we was talking about, all the stuff is in the middle of the the market that we don't need to purchase. And if you walk around the outside of it, this is where all the nutrition is. So the gut, this is great. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) Yeah, this is great conversation. Yeah, Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I like, I mean, like intuitively I have, like, I think intuitively we all know, what foods we should be putting in our body on some, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like a dog will go and eat grass, you know, because he knows that like on some like primal level, he knows that that'll clear out his gut. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and, and I think on that level, we all know, like we're all animals that know feelings in our body instinctually. It's just that we've kind of lost that sense because we've, (laughs) <laughs> we've been conversating and lying to one another and like, you know, yeah. all the things we do. And, uh, uh, but the, um, uh, but, but obviously like through science and, and, and things like that, we can come up with figuring out what chemicals stimulate what. And, and, and so like, it, it's not an area that I know a lot about. I mean, I do, like I started, I studied Ayurveda for a while. And they have they have a, a formula, whether or not it's correct. Uh, but like I think an approach, like anytime you have a system, like the way I'm thinking about it, like you know, like the mixed martial arts <laughs> type mm, stuff, like, yeah. like 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 that's 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 my approach to this whole thing to get all the different things and put them together. But like uh, it, it, when you're thinking of like a mixed martial art approach, like if you don't know how to fight. 
right? You're just coming in on raw emotion, which which I think most people, like the, <laughs> like I think yeah. the, day, the majority of people, the majority of people who are are, are fighting and fucking and uh, and those types of things, they're, they're the worst at. <laughs> like yeah. they're the worst at. They come in like, on raw emotion, uh, like you said. Yeah, just, and and feeding and feeding, right? Like uh, like the people who are doing it, the most of it are doing it the worst at it. And mm-hmm. so, like, uh, that's, that's the idea is, is, is uh, like, if you have some sort of system, like, if you're trying to get into a fight or you're trying to win a fight, whatever, if you're coming from this raw, intuitive emotion place that you don't really know, uh, if you have a system, yeah, right, if you, if you have a system, it doesn't have to be the best system, mm-hmm. right? If you have a system, it's, it's better than not having a system. Now, there's obviously systems that can hurt you and stuff like that, but, like, uh, like if you're going into a fight and you know karate, like it may not be the best mar- martial art, but <laughs> it's a martial art. It's, it's a martial art, right? Yeah. Like you know it, and you know how to do a few moves and things like that. And so, uh, and so that's the idea. Like having a system, uh, it is actually trying to work towards nutrition is better than our current approach. Mm. Right, like it doesn't have to be like because we have all these different systems. Like everybody's like it's keto, man. It's vegetarian. No, it's vegan. No, it's, it's you know. And they say all these different things, but like they're more based upon ideologies than they are uh, like the science of that person's body. Yeah. You know, and so we're yeah. starting to get we're starting to get to we're starting to get to that point where where you can take uh, biomes and and blood work and all these types of things where you can break it down to like uh, you're uh, you're deficient in this chemical right and so you need this chemical mm-hmm. and like maybe green beans have that chemical yeah and so uh, yeah like like it, it, it like a lot of like uh, like what I'm where I'm getting to I'm not I'm not the best like diet is obviously like my weakest uh, personally for controlling my own experience, <laughs> but also my my knowledge base, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, I'm starting to understand that, like, I'm just a big sack of chemicals, and <laughs> the chemicals that I put <laughs> that I put in are like the experience that I get out, right? And uh, yeah, and so like Ayurveda, like they have a they have a system that's kind of loosely based on some ideas. Is uh, like they take the pulse, and they got Vata Pitta Kapha, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm talking about. And like, uh, like the, they take the pulse, and then they like a doctor. They're doctors. Uh, uh, like who's the who's the crazy guy? Uh, I never heard of that before. That what you said. The uh, I, I can't even pronounce it. Are you made so like uh, so Hindu Hinduism is uh. Uh, the the books that they like basically the whole like where most religion originated or whatever mm-hmm. uh, I would argue that like it's a uh, it, it, they're called the Vedas mm-hmm. and so there's like forty books or something like that or thirty three books or something and they have uh, one of the books is there's like the Pacha Veda which is like architecture and there's all these different Vedas and stuff I did I did their meditation for like four or five years. Transcendental meditation comes from that, but like, um, uh, like the old Beatles guru dude, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. Yeah, uh, I heard of that name before. But, yeah, but they they, uh, they they do this thing called Ayurveda, and that's the, uh, that's basically the way the doctor would would heal people is through food. He would just prescribe different foods. That's what it was meant for, isn't balance. it? Exactly. Like mm. they understood that it, but they didn't understand it from the Western perspective. But they understood the like you put this this stuff in the animal, and the animal behaves this way, right? Like it's really that simple, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And uh, uh, and you know, they were mostly vegetarian, and you can argue about those things, but like uh, it, it was based on three. Uh, three areas of the body or three, uh, not a, a kappa, uh, which is like 
and they related those to the the element. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know how deep you want to go down that rabbit hole. It goes deep, but like, uh, yeah, so, so that's, that's their whole thing is, is, is that. And there's uh, a lot of, there's a lot of good knowledge from that system, but uh, it's caught up in story and mythological form. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and not and reality. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like a lot of it, it's like uh, there's an idea from Brett Weinstein. I think that's where I heard it. I don't know if it comes from, but it's it's the idea of uh, pra- uh, factually true versus practically true, mm. right? And so, like, uh, like, like the examples that I've heard, the best examples are from another guy. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name, uh, but. He's a Jewish guy. I can't think of his name right now, but he gives Jewish examples of like how uh, in the in the Bible they would say, uh, you know, it, it, like God doesn't want you to eat shellfish and hooves, hooves, yeah, animals, like, yeah, yeah, like pigs and, and stuff. And so, uh, like, the reasoning is 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 a made up myth, right? Mm-hmm. But back in the day back in the day that was important because like they didn't have refrigeration and the processing ways for processing meat like uh you could get these diseases and die right Mm. and so it was it it was it was it was practically true to believe these made-up myths right although they weren't they weren't factually true like you see what i'm saying like they weren't a fact it wasn't a fact that God had said this and yada yada, yeah. but it was practically true for application in your life. Mm. And so, like, there's a, like if 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 your intellect or whatever doesn't uh, care about uh, <laughs> doesn't care about yeah. facts and things like things like that, some of the practical stuff can be uh, can be really good, right? Like. Mm. Uh, and so that's that's the idea with like a lot of the Ayurveda stuff. Like you have all these systems and all these myths about why these things exist, uh, but uh, the underlying practicality of it is still there. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's that the the way the that you broke that down about consuming foods and biblical term involving the consumption of food. It's crazy to me because I'm a vegan, actually. And, uh, okay. Like eating eating hooves and stuff, that's just a pig. What are some other animals that has hooves that people consume uh, to, in today's world? Well, I know venison and animals like that, too. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I mean, technically a horse does, right? Like, then the horse can... I don't know if you, I don't I don't know if I don't know if a cow a cow has a hoof yeah. right like it has uh, but 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 it was I think it was specific uh, in the in the, the Jewish thing was like a split hoof right? now, like it couldn't be a split hoof now why now why uh, like I don't know if it's been like this or I'm just now getting to this point in my life that the western part of the world we are so like trying to learn the eastern living thought process like how they live or whatever you know what i mean like buddhism and uh just uh meditation and peace and being one and all all of that like why is that so heavily promoted i see a lot of books and a lot of stuff in it and everybody's like trying to uh get to that point in their life to where they can just meditate and relax and just be at peace with themselves. Is it because the chaos that's going on over here or whatever? Could that have a, a part? Yeah. In it? Yeah. I mean, I would say so, right? Like, I mean, like I would think, so, uh, it, 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 when you say it's a different worldview, like mm-hmm. it, it, it's quite literally a different worldview in, in like, like the way I look at it, at least I would say in the East, if you want to simplify it like that, like definitely with, definitely with uh, Hinduism and Buddhism, because I mean, Buddhism is uh, like essentially like 
Christianity is to Judaism, kind of. Right? Like mm-hmm. he was kind of he was a Hindu, and then he walked away and was like, "Oh, screw these guys," you know, like kind of that type of thing. Yeah. And and, uh, and, and but there's a, there's a sense of self of it, it's it's like it's it's literally the reference point of the sense of self. Like is is where I look at it from. Like mm-hmm. you say, like in the in the West, we're all about without there. Like, like if I get the if I get the knife, if I get the wallet, if I get uh, the money clip, the, the vehicle, the wow. house, mm-hmm. the you know, like I get all these objects. Gluttony, very object. Well, I wouldn't say gluttony, but it, like definitely true in the West or in America more so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say, I would say, looking at it from the sense of self, like instead of putting it in moralistic terms, I would put it at uh, I want to collect things in the environment and that's where my happiness comes from. Ooh, right. Ooh. Like my ha- like my happiness comes from things in the environment. Whereas in the East it's more uh an understanding that my happiness comes from within. Mm. Right? And so and so like it, it, both are important, right? Like like I would argue like like I, the only reason that like I'm not uh, <laughs> doing the monk thing like up in the mountains right now, like quite literally it's a hard thing for me not to go do. Uh, but like, um, is because of the idea that a part of my sense of self, uh, gain something from developing and working towards the idea or the process of, of developing technology that helps other people. Mm. Right. Uh, most, most important to helping me, but, uh, also helping others, right? Like the idea that I can create something and that my sense of self is still tied up in that versus mm-hmm. just like, I know the process for going and experiencing like the deep level self, putting my brain in the state and staying there. And like, uh, ultimately I always come away from that and try to go and do something and, no, it's always worked out. I can like, re- I can uh, relate to you saying that uh, you were doing the monk thing and going to the mountains, but you're not going to the mountains because you have a purpose to help others. It's a purpose yeah, that's least, preventing least, you from going. Yeah, or at least at least I believe there's one. Whether or not it's really there, I don't know. But yeah, like, like I think I, I uh. Yeah, like ultimately, I'm not satisfied fully with just that inner peace, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and and so like, and, and, I, and I'm I, I was born and raised and and cultivated or however you want to look at it in a Western society, by you know, uh, and came to experience these an understanding of these deeper senses of self later. Yeah. Um, you, you know, so I think they're both, uh, they're both very important. Uh, what, what, like if, if I was to, if, so like if you're trying to have these types of experiences, you know, like that, uh, um, and, and elevated peak experiences and, you know, like what people call spirituality and those types of things. Um, <clears throat> like I, I think, I think a good model like something that helped me out from this is, is uh, uh, this idea of uh, um, like we talk about the objective versus the subjective internal sense of self. Mm. And uh, it, it, like if you take integral model by Ken Wilber and you take uh, spiral dynamics by Carl Graves, I think his name, and you overlap them, you kind of get a uh, you know, and then you can supplement other things in there. But like, you kind of get a, a understanding of how these experiences are occurring. And so, like, the idea is in, in thinking in Eastern and Western terms. Like in Eastern Eastern cultures, they believed that once you reached enlightenment, like you will fully develop human being. Mm. Right. So, like. I sit, I sit, I close my eyes, I follow my breath, I do whatever meditation that you do. And yeah. over time, I grow, the neuro, I grow the neuronal structures. Like, what happens is the brain syncs up, 
We're just using the brain, using that organ as the thing that we're going to use to gauge. Uh, you, you measure that brain, and the brain waves will start syncing up when you're having that deeper experience of sense itself. And so as you experience that sense itself for a long period of time, uh, you know, day in, day out, you eventually grow the neuronal structures to support that, like how you grow muscles. Did, and did, you, say and a urone- did you say a uronious structure? Uh, <laughs> neuronal structures, neurons. Neuronious, neuronious structure, okay. Uh, neuronal, I, whatever, it doesn't matter, just the neurons in the brain, like the wires, right? Okay. And you, you, grow, the, you grow those, and, uh, and then you can sustain the fire in that pattern, and you can have that elevated sense of self. 24 hours a day, right? And so, like, what happens is your experience of reality moment to moment changes, right? Like, quite literally. Uh, but that's only that's only one side of the coin. So, like, what Western uh, psychology and, and things like that uh, and logic and reasoning and the way that they went with it uh, brought to the, to the table was uh, the idea of psychological development. So, like, uh, what happens is the way I, so, like, uh, I'll explain it then, but, like, so what, what they have is if you use spiral dynamics and you look at psychological development, what you have is uh, a spiral that comes up, like a, like a spinning spiral, like one strand from the DNA, and uh, at different levels on the spiral, you have a different color. Right, this is just the way they visualize it. Mm-hmm. And so at each spiral, at each level, is a psychological level of development. And as you move up this spiral, uh, your worldview changes. Right? So like mankind has been developing its worldview evolutionarily throughout time, but also each individual has to go through these stages of development. And so like, not to go too deep into the model, but... Uh, if you if at each level it's a warm color, cool color, and you and you go up and down, uh, or you go up, you go back and forth. It's, it's, mm-hmm. And so at, at an orange at an orange stage, you are uh, or like at a, at a warm stage, you are more concerned about your sense, your personal internal sense of self, and then as you go to a cool color, you're more worried about the group, and mm-hmm. you alternate back and forth. And so like what's happening why this is important uh, or that model is important for craftwork experiences today is not until you get to a second tier like into a level of integral you get to like these different stages uh, like you can see at these different stages of development you can see your own worldview you can say my internal conceptual world uh, morals values and things that I make sense of the world uh, operate this way but I can't go beyond these barriers. Like there's the idea of uh, like when they used to make maps, when they would get to a border, they would just draw a dragon beyond the border. And mm-hmm. they would say, and they would say, uh, beyond there be dragons. They just don't go over there. We don't know what the hell over there. And so like uh, people's internal maps of the way the world works is, uh, has has limitations. Their conceptual framework has limitations. Yeah. And so they can't see uh, at these lower levels of psychological development, they can't see other people's that they're stuck in those other things. They just call them criminals. <laughs> right? They're mm. just like the guys over there are are criminals. Yeah. And because because not, they, they're not interpreting the world I'm the way I'm interpreting it, so they must be criminals. Right? Yeah. And so uh not until you get to that second level of psychological development, or second tier, excuse me, <coughs> mm. do you get to, do you, do you look back and see that there's different levels of psychological development because you went through all of them. You're like, oh, I remember all this. And so, like, that's the problem, ultimately, I would say, we're experiencing. Uh, it's a good way to understand it, like, the problems between the Democrats and the Republicans, like mm. uh, Democrats are like are like are like green people, <laughs> like yeah. in like the uh, and like the, the Republicans are like orange people, and like they're just like you're a criminal over here, and I'm a criminal over here. And, and now they're actually 
and that, actually, that actually goes that actually goes to the first question what is the main cause that creates separation yeah okay <laughs> that actually goes with the first question what is the main cause okay. that creates separation and it's levels to the thought process it's levels to the brain it's levels to understanding it's yeah. Le- it's levels. Yeah, that- hey man. Hey man, yeah. I appreciate you uh being on the podcast. I don't want to make this episode too long. I want you to come back. Okay. I want to come back and do it again. Uh-huh. I want to come back and do it again. Is that okay with you, boss? Cuz you gave up so much information within this hour that I don't want you to give them too much. I want us to come back and do okay. it again. Yeah, definitely. Hey, I appreciate you, yeah. Bart. I'm going to get back at you as soon as the pod over. And let's do it part two, man. Sounds good, man. It was good talking with you, Trevor. Thank you. Yes, sir.